0: Old franchise franchise buys games it's time for another one of those uh trips time for another one of those journeys into the old franchise butchery and tapas joint i'm gonna ride that i'm gonna ride the shit out of that i'm gonna i'm just gonna flog that fucker until that one sticks and becomes something two i realize it's driving people away it's driving customers away people are like well there's no need for a butchery and tapas joint. I don't want me tapas finger foods next to uh, freshly butchered raw hot takes from the gaming industry. It's just not hygienic. If I was to get a food, food st- hygiene standards rating, it would be like on that green circle chart. It would be a, it would be a two, or maybe even a one. If the, if they were too close together, would I eat tapas out of a butcher's? Probably not. Depends if there's like a dividing wall, you know what I mean? But in this place, we ain't got no dividing wall. Just work on the assumption that I've, I've, I operate on an extremely high level of hygiene. And I keep me freshly butchered game industry news very separate from me tabas. From me patatas bravas and other such tapas like dishes. Boys and girls, it is old franchise. It is time for another edition of that fucking... Hotness, that hot takes from the gaming industry. I got some, I've got some hot, hot industry news that I'm butchering here. So we'll just let's not stand on ceremony here. Let's get in amongst it. Let's get in amongst it. I've got three stories that I want to touch on today from this week. I would have done this earlier, but it's been a, it's been a fucking crazy week. More, more will undoubtedly be revealed, but it'll not be on here. It'll be on the Happy Accident podcast which records normally, every Friday, available on iTunes, one of the hottest comedy podcasts, just a fucking accidental comedy podcast, it's not like we're scripted or anything, but it's one of the hottest comedy podcasts you're not currently listening to, so jump on over every Friday to the Happy Accident podcast, available on iTunes and other such Android devices, that's the plug done, so it has been a fucking crazy week, but pressure lifted, Pressure lifted. I feel like I can be giving me attention to this shit again. So here we go. Three, three choice cuts for you to today. The first one. Uh, uh, it's it's a big one. It's it's happy and it's sad. It's uh, Reggie Fiamme, the president of Nintendo of America. Uh, he's announced this week that he's retiring. He's retiring from active service as president of Nintendo of America. To spend time with family, friends, loved ones and generally just playing games I'd imagine. Just spending the fucking inconceivable amount of money that that man's rightfully earned as president of Nintendo of America. Reggie Man, What a guy. What an absolute guy. I would have gone through a rundown of the things he's managed to achieve as president of Nintendo of America. But if you don't already know about Reggie then you need to learn that shit for yourself. That would sit here and ream off countless, countless decisions Nintendo made with him at the helm uh, that have that have changed the game and landscape. I could do that, but I'm I'm not going to. Uh, I'm glad that he's retiring in good health, uh, which is unusual for for quite... I mean, he's quite a young man, really. I say a young man. He's like 57, I think. But he's still in good nick still in good nick for a 57 year old he's just past that good old uk retirement age of 55 and he's out like good on you mate you know what i mean good on you what a dream imagine that life what a fucking dream of a life that man's had getting a getting to just shape the game industry getting to just be part of something that'll that'll never die nintendo will never die uh if anything another new story i got coming up suggests further growth for nintendo but that's coming so reggie is stepping down so thank you reggie for you, if you're if you listen to this podcast you know what i mean if you're one of the uh one of the familiar if you found your way to the franchise somehow and you, you're in amongst it thank you thank you thank you i don't know what kind of gold watch you get someone who's fucking just had an impact on on my life, not directly. I've never met the man, know nothing of him. For all I know, he kills people and cuts them up in his basement, and he peers the police off. I don't, I don't know him on a personal level, but for what he's done for me as a gamer, then just thank you from the bottom of my game-loving heart for everything you did, Reggie. Uh, hilariously, the person taking over from him is Doug Bowser, but ba- Doug Bowser is head of Nintendo of America, Bowser. Like, the only way that could have been any better is if somebody with the name Mario took over, but his name was just Mario. Like, uh, Sting, or Seal, or Beyonce. Just like, if his name was just B- uh, Mario, that would have been the only thing better than somebody called Doug Bowser taking over Nintendo. Doug Bowser, he's, he's, he's no stranger to Nintendo, he's been operating out of Nintendo. I don't know what position he was operating in but uh he is he was a high up in Nintendo anyway so Bowser taking over Nintendo fucking literally the only thing that could make this news any better or more fitting is if somebody called fucking Johnny big Johnny greedy cunt took over Activision or like fucking uh, b- fucking big big mighty cash grab took over EA you know what i mean Old Jean-Claude Solès took over fucking Activision. Yeah, that's, the only thing that could, that's, that's the sort of level we're on here. But uh, good luck to Doug Bowser. And this segues straight into the second story. This is the second time I've spoke about this on this podcast. Uh, and the rumour seems to be gathering more steam. There is a rumour of uh, Xbox bringing, the, well, bringing Xbox to Switch. Which could be massive for both companies. So I'm going to just hit you with a couple of little gems. That I've pulled off. I'd already spoke about this rumour. Of Xbox coming to Switch. As an app. Uh, More. Sort of details on the rumour. Have been uh, transcribed over on Game Informer. Basically I'll boil the piss off it for you. The, the, The Switch would get an app. Which would bring essentially Xbox game pass to the switch Like just think about that for a fucking minute. We'll discuss this on the last time I think the last time we were talking about this rumor. I was talking about streaming I think actually it was the Google it was the Google episode when I was talking about Google uh, project stream So you've got Microsoft who are already working on project Scarlet, which is the next streaming console and then you've got their streaming platform which goes by the name of project x cloud so what they're doing if you imagine you've got an app installed on your switch that allows you to access microsoft game pass and play those games on the switch because all of the fucking processing power the obviously the switch has got a, a fair few hardware limitations when we're talking about xbox games but the processing power is done fucking remotely it's it's done fucking in some giant server center somewhere and it just streams the end result to your switch Yes, there'd have to be some fucking, what's that word I'm thinking of? There's a word that's uh, escaped us. It's been a long week. It's been a long, long week. A, t- a testing week. But uh, it would take off some of the slack anyway. It would it, The the Switch couldn't run in high def like, like the Xbox. It couldn't run at that level of fidelity. So some, there's that word missing again. I thought to myself, you know, I'd just start the sentence again. Relax. Trust in the brain, trust the brain to drop that word in right when you need it, <laughs> 11th hour, probably just go for it, and you, if you build it, they will come, it didn't, it absolutely didn't, fucking hell, we'll just move on, we'll move on, we'll forget that sentence was a thing, so, some dates to take into account, that you've got to bear in mind, that Nintendo and Microsoft have already became strange bedfellows, Uh, The three biggest names in at least console gaming. I mean, you don't really... Alienware, I suppose, is a name associated with the gaming industry. Fucking NVIDIA is another one. I don't know if these are any good. I don't play on PC. I do work on PC. I earn a living on PC. I do do budgets. Budgets for how much debt I'm in on the PC. Uh, So I don't know any of them names. But in the console space, Microsoft, Sony and... Nintendo, obviously the three big giants. Are uh, you've got three competitors, two of which you know, like a game, like a weird game of risk. Just starting, like this alliance between them starting to become stronger, and it, it looks like to me on the surface, this looks like a like a like a symbiotic relationship. This is beneficial to the pair of them. This isn't Microsoft sucking the life out of Nintendo, or vice versa. This is this is a a symbiotic relationship that's beneficial for the pair of them. Nintendo has never been stronger than they are now with the Switch. It's fucking the Switch is absolutely killing it. The Switch is the home of indie games. You know what I mean? Microsoft got knocked on their ass this gen. First round, first 30 seconds, we're talking like Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo, two giants stepping into the ring, and then Sony just knocked them on their ass because it was just complacency out of Xbox, they just totally fucking wrong idea about the whole generation and they suffered straight away on their arse in the first round. Sony ran away with it. Arguably uncatchable this gen. But Xbox has spent the last four year just fighting back, clawing back, looking for that title shot again. And things they've done with a backwards compatibility with Game Pass, with this fucking this budding relationship with Nintendo. These are the right moves. These are the right moves. And then little things happen that are massive at the time. And then people just seem to just breeze over it. As things do happen. The game industry moves very, very fast. And whether, whether or not a lot of people are talking about it anymore. We can't ignore the fact that Sony have fallen. Have stumbled. Sony have been complacent and took a couple on the chin. And it's rocked them. It's put them up against the ropes. The whole crossplay scandal with Fortnite in rocket league in minecraft all of these cross progression across the platforms like this was sony's absolute hubris we've talked about this before at length ad nauseum with the playstation 3 fucking hubris generation so same old sony rearing its fucking ugly head the hubris microsoft made in Fucking leaps and bounds, Nintendo. You would never even think to be in contention. Nintendo just sort of exists, always. It's there, bigger in Japan than it is here, and that doesn't—that's not saying anything because it's still huge here. But it's always there. It's always been a presence. But for some reason, it's just like it's like a Hall of Famer that came out of retirement and got back into the fight, and somehow, it's just fucking brilliant. Still got the moves. You know what I mean? Still pulling the moves. So anyway, Xbox. Dropping on a fucking Switch. Rumour at the minute, right? Rumour. So don't t- take anything that's, that you see floating on the internet with a grain of salt. However, from what I've seen up to now, I think this is coming. And I think this is coming soon. I think the Game Pass being on Switch is going to be huge for the pair of them. You know what I mean? This is fucking exciting times. This, this is exciting times. I've got to think. What? I think think of the possibilities here xbox and nintendo in bed together right xbox game pass available on the switch the relationship's never been stronger doug bowser is in charge of nintendo phil spencer what an absolute icon this guy is is in charge of microsoft these two start to get their heads together realizing that the next generation's on the fucking cusp xbox have got project scholar and it's ready to go and they're ready to pull the plug and they're just using things like this to test just to test the feature like before we launch it let's see how well this actually works the switch becomes a fucking petri dish like right nintendo there's game pass let's see how this works let's see if we stream the game pass library of those on switch what are, what's the latency what's the drawbacks what's the what's the community reaction what's the industry reaction to how quality this experience is and that's the key thing here it needs to be quality and based on the fact that 5g is around the corner based on the fact that internet infrastructure uh, in the the developed world is is just continuing to get better and better i mean i sit here with over 120 meg fucking internet i'll press upload on this and it'll be uploaded in two seconds two seconds you know what i mean this is the world we're living in now yes that's not available everywhere but that will continue to grow the infrastructure will continue to grow and reach places it hasn't yet reached and internet speeds average internet speeds will be far more fucking far more i've lost another word i was in the flow state then. i've lost the word i just come crashing out of it like somebody's just ripped us out of warp um Internet speed the average internet speed will be it'll be more than sufficient to, to handle fucking streaming. So you've got that, that that benefits both Xbox. They get the testing environment for the technology that's gonna go on to become fucking Project Scarlet. Uh, and the X Cloud will obviously continue to grow and they'll put the game pass on Switch, they'll put the game pass on your fucking smartphone. You know what I mean? You'll be playing fucking Geyser War Five sitting Anywhere with Wi-Fi, I can't imagine you're going to be able to... Well, 5G, you know what I mean? That's the question, 5G. G. I, I haven't done enough research on 5G. Will 5G be enough to support uh, latency-free streaming anywhere? That's the question. This is a fucking scary future we're moving into. You, pick, you get a game off Game Pass, you fucking... Your accounts are linked to your Game Pass, so is there going to be sort of cloud saves that you're going to be able to access anywhere on any platform? Are you going to, by default, are you going to be able to have a game like, let's just pick a monster game, right? Let's pick Persona 5, a fucking 100 plus hour game. Are you going to sit at home on the fucking Xbox bashing through Persona 5, save it, put the pad down, off you go? You've got an hour commute to work, whip your phone out. Gonna be difficult, yes, granted, gonna be difficult with the controls, alright? That's something that'll have to be dealt with. Whether or not you would get a Bluetooth controller, I know that they are available already, Bluetooth controller, so you can play games on your smartphone with a pad. You whip your phone out on your fucking commute, and you if you're commuting on a train, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it if you were driving an hour to work. Don't just whip out Persona 5 while you're driving down the highway, you know what I mean? But you've got the phone there, and then you get to work, and then you've got your lunch break, and you think, oh, actually, I could just play it on my phone, but I've got my Switch in my bag. Bring your Switch out fucking bang you're playing fucking persona 5 the continued save game i mean insert any game there if you're not a fan of persona you know what i mean but like that's that's what we're looking at here that's the potential of this fucking x cloud that's the potential that we're sitting on but i've got to think imagine imagine right so nintendo have got nintendo online now uh really it's i mean it's a barebone service if you compare it to the likes of xbox live playstation network it's a bare service it doesn't give you a lot, but then again, it's not asking for a lot in return. It's asking for 17 quid a year. Like, I'll waste more than 17. By the time I get to the bottom of the stairs after finishing this podcast, I'll have probably spent more than that on Amazon with fucking one click. You know what I mean? This is the land. This is the fucking. This this is the this is the landscape we operate in now. But you've got Nintendo Online, and then all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, Tetris 99 drops. Tetris 99. It's not demanding on the hardware. It's asking very little of a server somewhere. Ninety-nine people playing Tetris. My thing is, right, it is is my thing. So you've got Nintendo. Arguably, if you were to ask what is the greatest Nintendo game of all time, in that list, if you took the average everybody's top five Nintendo games, like Goldeneye sits in there for a lot of people. Goldeneye imagine i'm just spitballing this right this is just coming to my i've got i've got wind there's the windy wallops coming so you know this is going to be good because i'm getting excited imagine if a nintendo take what they did with tetris 99 and then the drop because obviously bat in bed with microsoft will maybe it's sort some licensing issues out here for GoldenEye, you get a golden eye battle royale that's on nintendo switch oh shit son 99 people playing goldeneye Arguably you're going to need another map (laughs) Probably you're going to need a bigger map But like Classic goldeneye 99 people Or even 20 people Let's not fuck about here Let's just make the map a little bigger 10 10 people Goldeneye Guns lying about Add a little bit of armour in there or something Choose your fucking character Choose your skin Odd job Obviously You know what I mean this is the world we're living in. This is the kind of shit that we need to talk about because of this rumor. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly this is exactly the p- the position we're in here. So that's the uh, that's the second bit of fucking hotness for you. That's the second choice cut, alongside some of all franchises, classic Ramblings. The third, the third piece of news. Um, this is sickening to me. This. One of my most anticipated games of this year was Anthem. And I've got Anthem sitting downstairs. It's installed. It's ready to go on the PlayStation 4. We've spoke about this before. I've got a team. The Sky Panthers. They're Sky Panthers. An elite group. A fighting force. They're Sky Panthers. I've got the Sky Panthers sitting there ready to go. We're ready to bust out on Anthem. We're ready to do this shit. Tonight. Tonight. We couldn't play launch day. We've had shit going on. Again, Happy Accident Podcast. All will be revealed, but we've had shit going on. So tonight is the time we're going to bust an Anthem. I've lost a member of the Sky Panthers already because the reviews are out and the reviews are fucking dog shit, my friends. Anthem, the most hyped, highly anticipated game of 2019 or one of, because let's face it, of the games we've had confirmed, there's this in the Division 2 that are high up there on the list. And you've got Anthem, I'm just gonna tell you what I'll hit you with some of these fucking reviews. Just a a bit of a round table of the reviews I've got. GameSpot, six out of ten. Destructoid, seven out of ten. Games Radar, two point five out of five. US Gamer, two point five out of five. IGN six point five out of five. These are fucking middle of the road review scores for what has been one of the most hyped games of this fucking generation. And I have never been more disappointed. Ever. I'm gonna boil the piss off this, because that's what I do. Is this game a middle of the road game? I played the demo, I played the VIP beta twice. Well, on Xbox and on PS4, I played that fucker. I played the, v, the VIP beta, and then I played the open beta. And this was not a 6.5 experience for me. This was not a 7 experience for me. I had a fucking brilliant time. I'm not going to say there's not issues with the loading, but that is going to be dealt with in the day one patch, or so I'm led to believe. We're in a position here where I've got to ask the question, right? Is this game middle of the road, which I find hard to believe, because I had a fucking brilliant time playing it. I had fucking... I had fun. Fun, right? It's stunning. I had fun. The fucking... the mechanics were brilliant. The gunplay was tight. Everything was just fucking everything about this game was looking at a, a an 8 an 8 at the lowest at the very least it was an 8 out of 10 I would have probably given a 9 based on just the fucking beta and then we've got these scores coming in essentially you're sitting in the middle of the road and I'm asking let's look at this now is this genuinely That was, I said that funny genuinely like it was somebody's name Who's that? That's Lee. That's that's genuinely. Oh, what do they call him that for? Because he's one of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Or girls, Lee could be a girl's name. Genuinely is this game so middle of the road because it's fucking riddled with the curse of the game of service. Game as a service destiny division destiny two. All of these, games as a service, they all have a really big fucking high uptick at the start everyone's in they hammer it for a couple of weeks to a month and then it gets buried it gets buried because there's no content anymore there's no fucking the grind's too hard the grind's too long the grind's too tedious there's nothing the that, that loop that fucking reward loop the grind like reward loop it's too much you're not getting enough content back and then a year down the line, it's an entirely ring game, look at The Division, look at Destiny 1, look at Destiny 2. All of these games fell off the fucking map. Fell off the map. They were disgraced, they were pushed off the pedestal by people pelting them with rotten vegetables and human feces. Or dog feces, I don't mind, you throw whatever shit you feel. But they come back, they bounce back because they the implement changes because it is a game as a service and they can fucking implement changes on the fly they come back with more content they come back with fucking tweaked fucking systems the sort of systems that weren't working then get fucking overhauled revamped and then put back in the game and then a year a year and a half later everyone's like you know this is the game that it should have been at launch that's the curse of games as a service did anthem fall foul of that yes by looking at the reviews i'm going to say i haven't played it yet like I said, tonight, tonight's my first four into the full game. Oh, hear me out, second Is this game actually a a seven or an eight, based on anything, everything that it brings to the table? And there's just a fucking, and it's just been, it's a it's collateral damage in an industry-wide vitriol towards fucking EA. Is that what it is? Or EA so despised in this industry now that people are going to fucking violently hate on the game just for the sake of hurting EA and it's not actually actually a 2.5 out of 5 it's not actually a 6 out of 10 it's not actually a middle of the road game these are just questions that I'm asking is the fucking hatred and disdain and vitriol for EA affecting the review scores of this game which argue, i mean the bigger question is should we even care about review scores anymore should we do away with scores and just fucking go on opinion because scores are damaging like absolutely damaging like i say one of my fucking sky panthers has already just not bought the game because he was like well anything less than an eight and i'm not fucking playing it that, that's who he is you know what i mean be who you are we've all got a system some people I'm not going to buy a game unless it reviews higher than an 8. some people I'm not going to buy a game unless it's got a multiplayer component me I'm going to buy all the games you know what I mean we've all got a different fucking outlook on it but uh so I'm I'm apprehensive I'm apprehensive about jumping in for the first time because I've got this horrible creeping fear that when I do turn it on whatever I played in the beta is it's it, it's it's less it's less than what I played what i'm going to experience is not what i wanted from it the story isn't going to be worthy of a bioware game the the fact that they took a bioware game and try to stretch it into a fucking an online co-op experience where you've got no control over the other fucking assholes in your team and i never have with the sky panthers to do what they want them for it's, but like whoever your team is are you teaming up with randoms you know what i mean that's that's a worry that I didn't have before I was fully expecting this game to come fucking swinging with eights eights and nines maybe a 10 or two I was I was never expecting a 10 I was never expecting a 10 because in the back of my mind I'm always thinking of that curse of the games as service but hey time will tell I am jumping on there tonight I'm gonna give it my best I'm gonna give it a college try Uh, will I do an episode of franchise buys games on it possibly possibly I've got a little disgusting backlog mounting up already. There's Metro Exodus that I wanted to do a uh, Franchise buys Games on this week. And again, it's just been a weird fucking week. Been a fucking weird week. So that's, whether or not, i I tell you what, this is to you, the community. If you're listening to this, if you're a fan of Franchise Buyers Games, if you want to hear the Franchise buys Games episode of Metro Exodus, let me know. Otherwise, we'll just let this one go by the wayside. Unless I can find some time tomorrow, which is not looking likely. Boys and girls, that has been your daily, but not daily, but sometimes daily episode of Franchise Buyers Games. And it's some of the freshest choice cuts in the industry. It's some of the most freshly butchered news. You've had crowbarred into your ear rolls all week. If you've enjoyed what's happened today, do be a darling. Do be a darling, jump on over to Apple Podcasts, Franchise Buys Games, subscribe, leave a review. You know, I love them five stars. Anything less than a five star hurts my feelings. You don't want to do that to me now, do you? Do you, darling? Not the old franchise. Not to own genuine Lee. You know he nice. You know he treats you real good. He daily, but not daily sometimes. Boys and girls, until next time, Liz.